Hello, hello. Welcome back to Spirit School, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I have made, you may have noticed, this episode did not come with a fancy intro. Um, so I have decided to get rid of my intro because many of you probably know I am a podcast addict myself, which is why I have a podcast, is because I love listening to them, so why not do one myself, um, as opposed to something like YouTube. I'm never on YouTube. I rarely ever look at it unless I'm trying to figure out how to collapse my stroller and I need a video, so that's why I'm not on YouTube, because I'm like, I'm not a user there. I'm not very much on Facebook, to be honest with you, either. I'm mostly on Instagram. Anyways, long story short, my favorite podcasts are the ones that don't have intros. So I'm like, why would I want an intro? <laughs> Anyways, I digress already. Um, I really wanted to do this episode on just like the moon, I go through phases. This was a very big inspiration this morning. Um, I have mentioned in a past episode that I finally found a community of mediums, an amazing, beautiful, vibrant community of working medium. So I finally found my people. I found people that I can be vulnerable with. I found people that are vulnerable with me. And we have all these deep conversations that are so fulfilling and so inspiring because it's so nice to know that other mediums go through the same phases because I can't help but think like maybe I'm not supposed to do this work sometimes because of the way that I feel about sessions and you know it's really nice to have like-minded people to connect with in this way. So you may have heard this in a past episode but I, of course, always loved the moon as a child. I can't say that I lived by the rhythms of the moon until a few years ago when I took a shamanic immersion program with Threefold Balance. I highly recommend if you're interested in shamanism, looking at her as a teacher. She does have online classes. What I enjoyed about her way of teaching is because I'm First Nations and she's Celtic. So she really encourages you to look at your own ancestral lineage to the shamanic practices that will resonate with your cells. And so I really liked that. She wasn't trying to impart on me Celtic rituals and teachings. Um, she was really asking us to get curious about our own history with shamanism when it comes to our ancestors. And so I really like that because there is shamanic roots within every single civilization. So I, I kind of think that that's really fascinating. But during this program, she gave us a moon tracker sheet. It was like in one of the third month. And I tell you, out of that whole year's program, that experience of tracking my cycles with that of Grandmother Moon was the most impactful for me. It was the most useful tool that I got to understand my own rhythms and how they aligned with Grandmother Moon. And this in turn got me interested in finding out about more about the moon. So I got into moonology. I started writing the new moon articles. Again, permission slip for people out there. I didn't wait until I was an expert to offer what I know to the world. I decided to learn in front of everybody. And that was one of the most bold things I've done in my spiritual practice was just start writing these articles, even though I was still very much learning because let's face it, we're always learning. So sometimes you shouldn't wait until you feel like you're an expert at something to start sharing it with people, okay? To teach us to learn. And I've said that a hundred times in my podcast. So what I ended up doing was rejigging this um the moon tracker sheet a little bit because I wanted it a little bit prettier um, because I like pretty things. I'm a Virgo and just 
to track some things that weren't on the original one. So I have created this for everybody who's listening. So if you go to squamishmedium.com forward slash moon hyphenated tracker, you can download for free the moon tracking PDF. It has very clear instructions on it. But some of the things that I found when tracking my cycles month after month, and I don't just mean my bleed cycles, I mean my sleep cycles, um, how powerful I felt within my readings. I really wanted to track that. And I found that during the full moon was actually back then, two years ago, was a time where I didn't want to schedule readings. Like it was just too intense for me. Now things have kind of like mellowed out and I've actually recently very much flipped. My my cycles have completely flipped from the new moon to full moon two months ago. Like I mean my bleed cycle, my power cycle, my intuition cycle. So all that became very apparent to me during the process of tracking my cycles with the moon. Now there are a few blank spaces within the sheet so you could track whatever it is that you want. Um, also to make some notes, but I highly recommend you print it out and check it out for a few months, dedicate to tracking. Another thing that I found very significant while tracking was month after month, I didn't track anything between the full moon or between the new moon and the first quarter moon. And so that to me was very apparent. That was a time where I knew within my spiritual practice and let's face it, a business that I could have permission and not beat myself up when I didn't feel inspired to do very much. So that was kind of like, you know, a permission slip for me to chill out a little bit because I'm like, I don't feel like doing much during this cycle of the moon phase. Now, the other cycle I kind of wanted to talk about, and this was really the impetus of this podcast episode today, and this is again being very vulnerable, um, is my reading cycle. Like I've been doing readings now for six years, uh, publicly, like having a website, you know, I I put in air quotes advertising because I don't really advertise, but I guess my Instagram account could be considered that for the past four years. And I have found through the past four years that when it comes into the winter months, I don't feel like doing readings. And so I used to really beat myself up about that. And I used to really question my value. I used to question my path. Like, does this mean that I'm not supposed to be doing this work? Does this mean that God or spirit has a different plan for me with my abilities? Is readings the end all be all? Um, So I found that to be really fascinating for me tracking that. And I can already feel that happening um, within my energy now. Like I don't have anything booked beyond the month of October because I don't know what November, December, January feels like. I didn't know that a few months ago, but now leading up into it, I know that I don't feel like doing readings. And here's the funny thing. I want to explain to you how I feel this. It's not like, oh, I have to talk to people. I have to like see people. It has nothing to do with that. What happens is when I feel this pull to slow down and stop serving is because I feel this deeper pull to go deeper into devotion. And when I talk about devotion from a non-religious standpoint, I'm talking about learning, taking classes, um, getting some mentorship, praying, sitting in silence, and just going like deep within myself, doing some healing work, and just not serving. So it's not like I dread serving. It's like I feel that pull deeper and stronger to preserve. 
And so I have honored that cycle for the past three years, but again, it didn't come out without those hangups of, wow, like maybe I'm not meant to be a working medium. Maybe I'm not meant to do readings for people, but this year I'm going into it very much. No, this is my natural cycle. I go through this every single year where I just want to devote to my own spirituality and always what happens when I come out of that and I start serving again, usually around the end of January, is I come back more powerful and stronger than before. I come back with new abilities and heightened abilities and I find that old ways of working don't serve me anymore. And so I'm kind of excited for those kind of shifts too. So those moments of downtime and those moments of silence, those moments of preserving over serving for me serves my spiritual growth in great ways. So I I want you to think about that when you find yourself in your own winter, when you find yourself in your own time of being called away from, you know, helping other people to just kind of like taking care of yourself a little bit when it comes to spirituality, okay? Just kind of like rest and be reassured around that. I also feel like this is one of the reasons why I was really scared to take the leap to full-time earlier this year because I did think about my winter months. I did think, well, what happens when I go into that phase where I don't want to serve all the time? Like, can I still support my little family if that happens? Luckily, what I see what's happening with my practice right now I see it shifting direction and I don't want to go too deep into it because that's not the purpose of this episode, but you know, spirit keeps bringing me youth. I have more youth and families reaching out to me now than anything else. And so I feel like I'm just kind of following the path that spirit's bringing to me and we're going to wait to see what happens with it. And you know, I'm set the intention to God, to spirit, to say, I'm of service to you. So use me how you feel I will serve best. But really the point of this episode is just like moons, you will go through phases. I highly recommend moon tracking. Download my tracker sheet for free. Try it out for a few months. If you find it to be such an impactful tool that I found, it was life-changing for me. Get a daily diary like Moonology. Now you can get it online on Amazon, but it's Yasmin Boland, my favorite moonologist. She has a daily moon diary. It's just got enough little space. I just track my emotions um, on this diary, but it has like a day-to-day what planets are there, what zodiac sign the moon sits in, and then you'll go deeper within that tracking and you'll start to identify wow during Capricorn moons which is like a 48 hour cycle I like am a workhorse or you might find you know during the Libra I just want to take care of myself and you'll get even deeper and if you're an entrepreneur you'll be able to plan things in your business a lot better that way so say you just want to do your content writing during the Capricorn that's a really good alignment So just start thinking about the moon like that. And the other thing is I'm still getting a lot of messages from people. I feel very blessed because the podcast now has thousands of listeners a week and it's being downloaded in over 18 countries regularly. And I find that to be fascinating. So I'm starting to get emails from Australia and India and over in Europe. And I find that to be really fascinating. So thank you all for listening 
But one of the most common messages that I keep hearing is around, you know, I used to feel so much and I'm not feeling as much now. And so, you know, this is a cycle. So this is something that you'll want to track. And I bet you if you start looking first and foremost at how these cycles work in Rhythm with the Moon, you'll start to see some answers and patterns. Okay, and one thing I want to say about that and it bears repeating from past episodes, is that sometimes when we feel spirits step away, we tend to lean towards the thought that we are disconnected, which is not the case. Sometimes spirit wants you not to focus on your spirituality and your spiritual growth all the time because we signed up for this human experience. So in those times of, and I put in air quotes, disconnection happen, I want you to start looking around at other parts of your life. Is your relationship not doing so great? Is your health sliding? Um, is your career being sacrificed a little bit and put on the back burner? So this is sometimes Spirit's way of getting us to kind of like turn our attention towards something else in our life that needs our attention. The best piece of advice that I think I ever heard, and this from my first mentor, and this isn't something that I really liked hearing at first because when you first discover your spiritual gifts, you just want to go, 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 go. And like, let's go do this. And I was 31 when I discovered my gifts. And the best thing that she ever said to me was, Danielle, you can do this until the day you die. There's no retirement age on giving reading, so please don't rush. And I think about that all the time because I think about, you know, this is a clairvoyant exercise that I do for myself, but I think about myself at 55, retired from my corporate job, you know, having a little bit of income coming in from all my years of service there in Indigenous Health and Healing, and then turning my energy towards serving people full time. And I, I think about that and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I can wait, like that is a potential. I mean, I might end up going full time next year, who knows, but it takes the pressure off of me to under, to, you know, do it all now. So that's how come I'm very patient now with my cycles and I continually track them. So I hope I got everything out that I wanted to on this episode. These are just some quick fleeting thoughts. I trust that it will resonate with somebody out there. Again, the website link to download the dream track or not dream tracker, the moon tracker page. It's a PDF is www.squamishmedium.com forward slash moon hyphenated tracker. Or I guess you could say dash. Um, if you have any troubles finding it, I'll put it in the show notes. So that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will catch you guys next week where I interview the beautiful and amazing Natasha Mack. And she's going to be talking about energy scans.